Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. Do you like traveling, Samantha? Oh, God, I do. And I miss it. Oh, I miss it too. And I... Uh, listeners, I think we might have teased this forever ago, but we were actually going to go to Portugal <laughs> and we were going to go this week and it's still on my calendar. So today I woke up to a notification like arrive in Portugal and I almost threw my dang phone <laughs> Yeah, I'm really glad that I didn't have that as a wake up surprise. We're like, you should be in a different country traveling with your fam, our Smithy fam. And I'm like, ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> I have to say those like Google reminders are really not helpful during this time of like, remember a year ago when you were doing this? And like, shut oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> Everything like, uh, definitely talking to friends, talking about what we did maybe last year of this mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, stop, stop talking. I don't want to think about where we were. You know, it's funny to me though, that when that news came out of a possible vaccine way sooner than we thought, I almost panicked because I was like, but I haven't put on clothes in months. <laughs> Who knows if they'll fit? I haven't seen the light. What will I do? But then after that passed, I started thinking like, oh, I could walk outside to the movie theater again. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Exciting. I feel like even if they do have the vaccine and we are able to get it, I will still wait six months before actually socializing because I don't truly trust yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. And I mean, I I remember I heard I heard one of the officials say, and this is all very new just to put this out there, but I heard some of them, one of them say, uh, well, it might wear off after a while. And I was like, but wait, what? <laughs> it's going to be after a re-up, uh, like the flu shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, that is future <laughs> concern, um, <laughs> future episode perhaps. Future possibilities. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I believe one day we will travel again, Samantha. Oh. And uh, today we wanted to talk about a place we could potentially travel, Poland. Um, so in case you haven't heard, in late October 2020, the Polish government introduced a near total abortion ban in that country, sparking weeks of protesting in several cities across the country and a woman's strike. While the country is mostly Catholic, one survey found that 59% of people disagreed with the ruling. Another survey found a much higher number, 79% disagreed, which says something because a 2014 poll found that 65% of those surveyed were anti-abortion. The deputy prime minister of Poland claimed that the protests were meant to, quote, destroy Poland. And he also sent out a call for citizens to, quote, defend the country and the church. Even before this, Poland had one of the most restrictive abortion laws in Europe. The ruling party claims the decision was to prevent fetuses uh, with Down syndrome from being aborted. Opponents in parliament held up placards that read, shame. And from what I understand, it got a little, like, a little bit of a scuffle broke out. Oh, yeah. And man, uh, it's really interesting to see how restrictive things have become all over the world, as well as how religion has put a stronger hold in everything. I feel like it, we have come cycling back yeah. to this way. It's interesting to see how it's going around the country. And uh, yeah, many companies actually allowed women to take the days off to protest, uh, a protest partially inspired by a 1975 protest in Iceland and demonstrations that took place in Poland in 2016. So protesters in the capital at one point started chanting, this means war. And I do find it interesting. Again, also kind of reflective 
of the U.S. even, mm-hmm. how the government is talking about how it's trying to destroy something, pro- peaceful protest destroying something, instead of looking at it as a freedom of speech. Yeah. And I was in Poland for a couple of weeks. And so this is completely anecdotal. I have no evidence to back it up. But I will say in my personal experience, because I was working sort of affiliated with the EU at, at the time, and I was researching... Um, the rise of the neo-far-right in Europe. And um, Poland was the country of all the countries I went to in Europe, which was almost all of them. I met the most very conservative people Mm. in passing. It's not like I was searching these people out, but like overall, Mm -hmm. um, which, again, totally anecdotal, but I did find interesting, and it's something that stood out to me while I I was working. So back to this abortion in Poland. Uh, Though there are only 1,000 legal abortions a year in Poland, women's organizations estimate the number of annual illegal abortions or abortions obtained abroad could be as high as 80,000 or 120,000. Of those 1,000 legal abortions, 98% of them were granted due to severe fetal defect, which is a reason this new ruling would do away with. Oh, and by the way, we should say what the date is. It is November 12th. 2020, because some of this is still in motion. Um, And there are these absolutely heartrending accounts from women about the pain that this has already caused, the fear, the sadness, women already in hospitals waiting for approved abortions, being asked to leave, Um, and just Mm. this fear and uncertainty of what what will we do. Right. Um, Of course, we know there's bigger implications of just sweeping anti-abortion laws, and and they're forgetting the people who don't want to have abortion but are having to because of medical issues, um, which is, again, oftentimes dismissed in the language of these rhetoric and the laws. Mm -hmm. That's just something to say. Um, And there aren't really many numbers about how many people attended these protests. The uh, pictures look like it's massive. One suggested that on one day, there were 450 protests with a half a million in attendance, while another source, about a million people at night, protested across the country, and a lot of them being young women. It was organized by the grassroots All Polish Women's Strike, but they are well attended and are the largest mass demonstrations since the 1980s after the communist regime was toppled in that country. Uh, they protested on the streets and in churches, and in some cases, disrupting mass. Of course, police used tear gas and seemingly incited fights between them and alt-right counter-protesters. Stephen, sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And their demands aren't just limited to upturning this law, but to strengthen and widen rights for women and LGBTQ plus individuals, separation of church and state, among other things. And one of the leaders of the group organizing these protests and strikes, Marta Limpart, quote, I think it's a whole backlash against the patriarchal culture, against the patriarchal state, against the fundamentalist religious state, against the state that treats women really badly. And these protests have gotten nasty and shown a light on the growing rift between the LGBTQ plus community, progressives, and the church, capital C, and alt-right groups, um, some in all black with shaved heads and pepper spray, um, some completely, almost completely obscuring their faces. Uh, female journalists have reported being attacked um, during a recent campaign. During his recent campaign, the president of Poland claimed the, quote, LGBTQ ideology was more, quote, dangerous to man than communism. Yeah. Uh, I did want to add in, because of course I do, at the Capitol protest, they frequently played Darth Vader's theme, the Imperial March from Star Wars. 
I feel like that's getting a lot of play in these protests. It is. <laughs> Um, and of course, all of this is going on as COVID-19 cases are going up, a fact that is the only reason the protesting stopped. Right. Uh, the government is facing legal challenges, and some legal experts say the ruling is against international law, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. And as of November 9th, 2020, the government has not officially published the ruling, meaning that it has not gone into effect, uh, most likely because of these protests. And not only that, support for the government has plummeted in the span of a month, um, as has support for the church. The government has offered to compromise and has called for talk with abortion groups, prompting several news outlets to write about how this is an example of successful, peaceful protesting, and it was largely led by women. Surprise, surprise. That seems to be a theme with majority of these protests. It does. Um, and we love highlighting highlighting those. And if anybody is has been participating in these protests in Poland, um, we would love to hear your firsthand account. Yes. Uh, let us know what's going on and then let us know how we can help, which we probably could look up ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so Always good to trail off. Uh, that was not like I just I just <laughs> I just thought about that. I was like, I guess we. But I mean, yeah. Let us know what's going on, and let us know if there's more that we can do to help um, the fight because this is not just about one country, but it it speaks to all women and all the rights of women and the LGBTQ plus, obviously. So we definitely want to support what they're doing. Yes, and we have a couple of ways that you can contact us. You can email us at stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 